The discussion between the two men, in the first post, emphasizes two diametrically opposite worldviews. The visitor presumes a life of luxury is the route to happiness, and also wishes to impose it on the indigent. The sleeping man, however, does not give much value to the visitor's possessions or opinions. The second post highlights how the two men were essentially different. The villagers lived peacefully, the visitor was restless. It brings out an indisputable fact of history that markets originated from the restlessness of a few. They tinkered, toiled, invented, and explored, to get more out of their labor or reduce their drudgery, or increase their comfort. They created machines to help them with this, began to barter their goods and services, were willing to go beyond the known, to take risks, and discover uncharted paths and worlds. To explore, through pain and hardship, to expand their horizons, test the limits of their imagination, and monetize the products of their highly galvanized minds. But they maintained the leverage because only they had the knowledge and the intent and became wealthy. They now became different from the others, successful, but also arrogant, higher placed than the rest of the people, the masses. And they became the haves. This brings out the distinction between the Western life of success and the Eastern life of contentment. Undeniably, but also tragically, the former imposed itself on the latter, with dire consequences for humanity and the planet. The third post brings out the most critical inflection point in all this, when civilized man changed his environment to himself when he found God, making him arrogant and dominating. This shift from nature as the voice of God to man eventually led to the rise of capitalism, primarily fueled by Protestantism, Max Weber, which brings us to the present age of corporations. Christianity and Islam over roughly 2,500 years came to define civilization, as we know it today. While this story is anecdotal, it is fundamental to how we view the future. Are we willing to reconsider this backdrop from history? We have pillaged nature, dominated women, competed amongst ourselves, and created a highly unequal world. The future does not look good, both for humanity and the planet. Civilization, as we know it, continues to intensify inequality and exploit natural resources. Islamic and Christian cultures are likely to continue to compete for dominance. Societies will most probably collapse from these factors. While many questions have arisen about progress, idea or myth, and numerous alternatives proposed for capitalism and corporations, they seem unrelenting. Is it not perhaps the time to question our underlying values and lifestyles, and for corporations to challenge their moral basis? rather than merely engage in jingoism about sustainability and social good? For example, Unilever has dedicated 1 billion euros towards a climate fund over 10 years. Many Unileverites declare on social media how proud it makes them. But this represents but 0.2% of revenue, and 1.7% of profits per year at current numbers, even less as revenues and profits grow. Many organizations dedicate 2-5% towards corporate social responsibility. Does that justify the remaining 95 to 98 percent, which is irresponsible? Some, like Bill Gates and Warren Buffet, eventually find charity, now Mark Zuckerberg has promised to give away 99 percent of his shares. But the damage has been done. Time we woke up isn't it?